As if this night couldn't get any worse, we're back with another episode. Oh, have you had a bad night? I really have. That sucks, buddy. It's been terrible. Uh, let's see how many of these jokes I can reuse. Uh, welcome back to you the... Should, you should probably give him some context. <laughs> I, I, I set the recording incorrectly when we started recording and Matt had a wonderful introduction where he gave a beautiful monologue about gaming and what it means to him <laughs> and about how it can mean something to the people of this world because this is in fact not the penultimate episode of the chips and bits podcast that's right it's it's the final episode of the chips and bits podcast and it was really important that i did a good intro because it's the final episode and i right. wanted that to be documented that i'd finally done a really done good a intro. really good intro um, and so, of course, Kenny forgot to hit the record button on my track, and it didn't happen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So we're here tonight, and we're going to talk about XCOM. XCOM. XCOM Enemy Unknown Slash Within. Yes, our final in the colon series. Yes, in a long line of colon games. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> well, you know, when you say it like that, Kenny, I actually, I'm not sure if I could think of a better game to end uh, the podcast on. That's two games with colons. It's the same game. Yeah. Both with colons. Right. Wow. Excellent. Speaking of colons. Delicatus. I can't believe you want to give this up. That's the, such the good... podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's not going anywhere, man. <laughs> There's such good... Uh... It's like spending so much time and energy on a black hole that sucks all your time and energy and thought. Also known as friendship. No, it's not the friendship. Anyways, we'll settle our beef elsewhere. But um, yeah, can uh, why don't you reiterate uh, for the wonderful podcast listeners what you had told me about whether this there are two yeah. xcoms there's xcom enemy unknown and xcom enemy with within within is the latest one and it's actually dlc for xcom enemy unknown although if you buy it for consoles you will have to buy the whole game over again i didn't do that right because you have a pc now because you're one of us also i'm not stupid right um although xcom is a great game Buying it a second time would just be showing support for an amazing game. That's true. I think it's great that we get to end the podcast on one of the best games we've both ever played. That's true. It's uh, It was great. It's totally and great. science fiction started this friendship and somewhat this podcast. Mm. So science fiction ending it is appropriate. Yeah. Although like Mass Effect 4 would have been the real nail in the coffin. But I mean, really, though... It's going to start a whole new story. Then we'd have to keep going. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, instead of Sexcom. But yeah. Um, that sounded like Sexcom when you said it. Instead, Sexcom. Hey, you have to play it in reverse. That's true. To find out what the secret message was. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Xcom was totally great. Uh, one, of the, one of the best games I've played in a long time. Uh, and it's, it did uh, immediately the thing that, that struck me, and I'm not sure if this was the case for you too, was um it's another one of those games of recent times where you play it and you're like wow this is hard <laughs> well i actually think this game more than other games actually has a like reverse difficulty curve like it starts out really hard but gets much easier by the end by the end i think it's pretty easy 
well, by the very end, right. sure. But it's like 40 to 50 hours no, I don't of gameplay. I was like 20 minutes. I was like 20. I was a lot of hours in. Probably, but the middle. It's a long game. I was in the middle of the game, and I felt like I was already destroying shit. Hmm. So, like I said, I didn't go on the the the, the first ship, the 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 alien, the first alien big ship that mm-hmm. you're supposed to go on until I had like the best, the Titan armor. Okay. Yeah. So you, you camped a bit in the base. Right. Yeah. You can totally do that. That's totally. And it just makes the rest of it so easy. It does. If you did a good job of managing your base. So one of the important distinctions about this game is it does follow um, the blueprint um, set up by the original game. Never Mi- played the original. Did you play the original? Yes, I did. Did you love them? I did. I loved the original. Yeah. Really? It's great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and so this this game is half um, strategy, finance, got to run a base, build things in it, and manage all the you know economy and all that stuff. And then half, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, what would you call tactical it? Tactical shooter. Tactical, there you go. Tactical Essentially shooter. Essentially a bunch of squares on a map that you move turn by turn to. Turn by turn, there you yeah. go. Square So maps. if you do a good job of managing your base, then you can... Stay there and somewhat indefinitely fighting off, fending off the aliens from the base right. and taking mission after mission. They kind of just don't progress the story along. And you can build up your guys and it'll get easy. Right. But if you try and kind of like go a little bit faster through the game, it's very difficult. Although humorously, all your battles took much longer as a result. And therefore, I don't know if it was faster. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I was done. I mean, really, the total amount of playing time really was probably about 25 hours for me. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for comparison's sake, there's one. I don't remember even what level it was, but there was a particular uh, mission where it was one of the first times that you had to uh, employ the strategy of going up on a roof, and I played that probably six hours. It was over the course of two evenings that it took me to finish a single mission. <laughs> Wait, it took go forever. On roof? Like that's a main mission? Yeah. Yeah. You had to like, it was like at a cafeteria or something, like a a restaurant or something. No, that sounds like just a random mission. Could No, I'm, it could have been. Yeah. I'm just saying, because of where I was at in the difficulty range, it took me a long time to finish that mission. I think the longest I ever spent on a mission was maybe two hours. Okay. Wait, what difficulty did you use? Normal. Is that below classic? Uh, there's impossible, normal and easy there's four difficulty levels right i chose normal okay so i chose classic which is just above normal you chose classic yeah okay well that's a different thing and you're playing a different game than i'm playing which is really intense it was really hard yeah no i didn't do that so uh, yeah that's old school i would no 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 so it was much easier for me Mm -hmm. for good reason i was on normal difficulty yep okay well that makes more sense there we go end of podcast Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, what were some other good things about, <laughs> about this game? Uh, you can... So we may have talked about this a little bit uh, when we when we podcasted about the Bureau, um, but it, it deserves another look because the Bureau is so terrible, and this was so much better. Um, but you have this... Uh, I don't even know why you're comparing the two, but here we go. Because they have the name. They have the ahead of the colon. Sure. Wasn't there a bad 3D XCOM in the late 90s, too? Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we just don't they don't do that. <clears throat> so in this really good XCOM game, yeah, you you have a, a troops and you can take four at a time out into the battlefield. Up to six. Up to six, really? Yep. That's how long it's been since I played this game. Yep. Um, but you have the option of naming them, right. and you don't have to do that. No. But, but you can. I didn't. 
it's it's debatable. So many times Blythe Myers died that it's, I just stopped doing it because it just felt a little cruel. It's debatable as to whether or not you should do right, that to yourself right. because it could be viewed as just cruel and unusual punishment. Um, your soldiers, unless you make yourself incidentally the hero of the entire game. <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. That's because we're going to spoil some stuff, right? Yeah, but I'm going to spoil some stuff for you because you haven't played Enemy Within. That's fine. Do what you must, Kenny. Destroy yeah, so... you. I'm going to, sh- to destroy you by the end of this night. <laughs> so you have to name your soldiers. And, you know, you can name them whatever you want, but, you know, your your intuition tells you to name them after names that you know. So yeah. when I went through and named my initial, you know, people, I named them after myself, one after you, one after my wife, mm-hmm. uh, two after uh, two of my other best friends. And then uh, I did a couple jokes, like one of the guys who was my support class. Mm-hmm. I named him after my coworker who works support with me, um, which was just always kind of funny because it was like support. You're bringing your support guy, and I was like, "Haha, that's hilarious." Because it's like T support. Sort yeah, of. exactly. It's phone support. Um, but the thing is, your soldiers, especially on classic difficulty, they die a lot, and so the more you yeah, na- I imagine the, the more you name them and invest in their skills, uh, and and hang, they hang around with you for sometimes several missions in a row, and then just get destroyed, and then you can't get them back. They're they're dead. They're, yeah. they're gone forever. Um, so it's just happens to be ironically that three of the three of the people that stayed with me from the time that I named them until the end were myself, you, and my wife. Nice. Yeah. To the end, brother. Right to the end. Like today. Yeah, like today, just right up to the end. <laughs> right up to the end. Furthermore, somewhere like 60 to 70% of the way through the game, uh you gain these abilities that are called psi abilities. They're like mm-hmm. psychic powers. You don't choose which soldiers in your army will get granted that gift right it's somewhat random right i randomly my matthew anderson character got given that gift so randomly. i was like sweet mm-hmm. awesome i happen to be a super guy and then even, you are a super guy even now. further down in into the the game uh you have to choose one of your size soldiers and do you choose it or does it get chosen for you uh you choose okay you have to choose um which one you want to give the super gift to and so, of course, I chose myself because I was one of the available options. And the person that you choose, you end up putting them in this machine that ends the game and makes everything great. So I started in the beginning with a Matthew Anderson character. I leveled them all the way up. They got granted a gift. They got granted the special gift. And then they won the fucking world. Right. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. So it's, again... I can't say that guaranteed you should always name people because it's kind right. of brutal when you name them and they die. But it does lead to cool experiences. But it like does that. lead to that shit when you do it right. I still had a fondness for my generic named people. Boo boo jababa. I can't remember their names because it's not as easy as <laughs> saying my wife. But mm-hmm. I uh, uh, that's racist. I don't. Uh, I remember my awesome assault class person. And in my game, you get to do genetic modifications, and you have mechs, which are kind of useless, but okay. And the genetic modifications are awesome. Hmm. That's what's new in XCOM Enemy Within, within, is that you can modify your soldiers uh, to have superpowers, essentially. Sweet. Aside from the psionic powers that they can eventually get. So at a certain point, you can have a soldier that's genetically altered that also has psionic powers. And you can put them in a mech? Uh, no. You gotta choose between... Uh, okay, so mech's a mech mech's and a like person's a final, a okay. like a final thing. But a person is definitely a person. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and it was really fun. And she survived till the end until she got her mind taken over and started killing all my people. Oh, yeah, that was the that worst. Happens. That was the worst. 
And I, I, I had psionic protectors, which stop people from getting their mind controlled on mm-hmm. like three out of my guys. So, of course, the ones who don't have them get targeted and start taking them out. But I did kill the last guy with a sniper rifle shot. That was it. I just had a plasma sniper rifle and it was just a critical hit. And just that was it for me. Game wow. one. It was great. It That's was so pretty great. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Moments like that. But I think my favorite moment is something, and it's specific to Within, is there's an assault on the XCOM base in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, you're playing the game, and in the middle of it, like, it goes to a cutscene, and shit starts shaking around, and they're like, things are blowing up, and they're like, what the hell is happening? And then you end up with a random selected group of people. Oh, God. To defend the base. Oh, that sounds horrible. And then they bring in, slowly bring in more and more reinforcements so that eventually you have a lot of people, but they send so many guys after you. They send like so many guys. Two of those UFOs that just destroy, you know, the metal plate things. Oh, God, they're the worst. Like at least, like almost every other turn. It's so crazy. Hmm. And it was a blast though, because it's like a survival mission almost. Uh, And you just had to wait until you cleared out all the enemies and they just kept sending in waves, so... And then there was the Exalt missions, which were okay. And Exalt was an enemy within. And it's the human, um, it's, there's humans you fight against that have genetically altered themselves. Wow. And they're a terrorist group that's trying to, to uh, destroy you, essentially. And take over and like help the aliens. Um, and that started out, those started out incredibly difficult. Like really difficult missions. Because they have all the weapons that you have and they have laser weapons too. Hmm. So they have like rocket launchers and they'll use grenades against you and all that stuff. And then it kind of ended with a, like, it was just like the mission was you like a sky tower raid and then that's it. And you get some stuff you can sell for money. Hmm. That's it. And so I was like, ah, that was okay. But, uh, the game itself is so fundamentally good that it really added to like how amazing it was and the maps were never the same like it constantly was changing because they added more so there's never like a recurring event and then i there was also dlc that they released that i played through too as well which are council missions yeah it was really fun and like they would introduce characters that you would get like leveled up and it was just it's just i i just finished it and i was like wow that that might have been one of the most fun games i've ever played and it's like civilization, right? So there's a certain point in civilization made by the same company, which I want to pronounce Fire Axis, but is actually Fur Axis. Although they do have a wheel on fire as their logo, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, civilization can become kind of repetitive and you kind of want to skip turns, um, but it still is fun and you're still addicted to it. And mm-hmm. I just kind of felt that way towards the end of XCOM because I was trying to get my guys all leveled up and everything ready to go on the last mission. And I, I kept having to do these missions and then terror missions, which are just the worst. Um, but it was kind of repetitive, but I took every, every one and it was just really enjoyable. Yeah, I, I did find myself, they did a very good job of balancing the requirement to run the base with the requirement to do the missions. Yeah, because I and would, the research, don't yeah, forget the research and, the research, and engineering. Yeah, thing. I, I yeah. would get to this point where it was like, You'd be, you'd, these missions would be coming, but I'd be invested in something in the base. And I right. kept thinking to myself, God, just fucking fuck off already yeah. so I can work on my base. And I'd go work on these missions and do that. And then I'd get that piece done with my base. And then I'd be in these missions and be like, yeah, okay, I'm done with the base. Just let me get into some missions. You know? And then I, and it just kept going back and forth like that. It was a really good tug back and forth between those two things. They um, introduced this substance called Meld in Enemy Within. I've heard, I've heard about that. It's a currency for genetic modification and for mech stuff, essentially. 
uh, and it has a timeline. Like, so it counts down when you discover it, or it counts down from the beginning of the level. Uh, and if you don't get to it in time, it'll it'll stop. So a turn, like, it'll start off and you'll find a meld canister and it'll have three turns left until it oh, expires. Gotcha. So they set that up so you'll, like, run out a lot quicker. And enemies will kill you. Right. And in the beginning and, and, and kind of in the middle, right, when the enemies aren't quite as difficult as they get, but they're but you're good enough to, like, take on a force of them, mm-hmm. it was easy. Like, you just kind of, like, okay, I can risk taking my shotgunner who can respond to anyone, you know, yep. out there and just go in and get in and deal with that. Um, but towards the end, I was just like, nope, not fucking, <laughs> not fucking, not fucking going for it. Goodbye, meld. Um because because it just was too risky and i was I, you don't want to lose the all-stars and when yeah. you lose an all-star it just kills you it's brutal it's just and it's just a series of coincidences and a poor move and yep. and then all of a sudden fucking three shots successive critical shots later gone yeah i uh i have a, a very dear friend of mine who's who's not into video games and certainly doesn't listen to this podcast but his name's peter and uh we've been friends since we were in high school yeah and i named one of my assault guys after him and he was he was up there. He was he was up there in levels. And it was one of those things where yeah, you're just maybe I'd done too many missions in a row. And I had a rookie. Like I purposely got into this strategy about halfway through the game where I would take only, you know, a handful of my top guys, and I would always bring one rookie, right. at least one rookie. And he he was that guy. He was the hey, I'd like to kind of scope that area out. Yeah. Well, have fun, rookie. You send in the rookie <laughs> with the arc reactor. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those things where my rookie was on the ground. I wanted to get a vantage point, and I could have just waited until the next turn. But I thought, well, oh, probably nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. And so I sent Peter up onto the roof, and there was three mutons up there, and I was like, oh shit! And he just got destroyed. And it was so sad. Fun fact, the uh, Muton Berserker, the physical one, mm-hmm. I never got hit by one ever in the game. Never got a strikeout. Really? Ever. Never physically touched one of my guys. Wow. Yeah. So you don't even know what happens when they get you? I have no idea. You should look it up. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what happens. Oh, they did introduce these stealth units in Enemy Within. They're like tentacled like worms. Well, they're like octopus. Hmm. Um, and they cloak themselves. And then they find stragglers in the group and oh. attack them and choke them. Oh, that sounds horrible. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Except you turn everyone on Overwatch and then they're gone. They're just, they can't do it. Yeah. Oh, man. There's some, like, one of the great things about this game is just how many different strategies you can employ yeah. to get through a, a level. Like, you can go super Overwatch and you can just keep your guy, like, move one thing, Overwatch everybody. They tried to go against that with this round, though. That's what the meld system was about. It was about trying to get people to stop just overwatching and taking more risks yeah i mean i didn't do that because it's a little bit more boring yeah um but you know and and also if you if you want to not use the like everyone overwatch strategy it forces you to kind of be a little bit more aware of the different uh secondary skills that each of your that you've given to each of your classes yeah you need to know who's got the run and gun and can go in extra space who's got the med kits all the other stuff and so you don't want to just put joe random on overwatch because he's always going to miss mm-hmm uh, you want someone good at so when you really employed a good strategy and put two people that you knew you could count on, it was really rewarding when you know the enemy would move. They they'd reveal themselves, walk in front of the two guys on Overwatch. They'd just completely destroy him, and then you knew where all the enemies were. And it was like, right. oh man, that was so good. Um, did you ever throw a character out in the open to spare another character? Uh, tech well, not out in the open, but I did. Um, purposely fire so there was one point in time where i was you know in front of a window or something mm-hmm. 
And before someone's broken out the window, you have coverage for that. And I wanted to try and bait an enemy into attacking that one person because they had way more, they had like the new armor kit on and mm -hmm. the rest of my team had not been outfitted with that yet because I didn't have enough money. Yeah. Because I wasn't managing my base very well. Right. Um, and so what I'm I did... You, you just have to build things right next to each other of similar type. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was timing. I hadn't waited long enough oh, to, to get enough money and stuff. I wanted to play. Right. Um, so I, I specifically shot out the window in front of that person and the enemy did attack that guy yeah. um, to try and draw their fire. But no, I never like walked out into the open. Yeah. So in a couple of times in the game, probably because I wasn't playing on classic difficulty, I would have a, a key character. Like I recall, um, I actually had this character that I had to keep alive in the very last mission. And he actually got down to one bar. Yeah. And I just didn't have the, it was really strong uh, it was the sectopods, which are just the most ridiculous fucking creatures in the game. Mm. Uh, and they they destroy you. Yep. So I had my like strongest like person with the best armor, like full health. And I just moved him like in plain fucking sight of them, just <laughs> in plain sight. And you know, that leads to like some critical hits and stuff. Yeah. But he survived and wow. I pulled my guy back and I was able to heal him and keep that guy and heal him. And then uh, that was, that was, I would, I, I played that strategy like two or three times because I would find myself with taking kind of a risky maneuver and it didn't pan out. And then they got really killed and mm -hmm. really hurt. And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And so I threw out like a, what do you call it? When you throw out something like that. Uh, uh, come on. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. A gold, a golden nugget. Yeah. That's not <laughs> it at all. <laughs> But I like where you're going. Uh, red herring. A red herring. It was there two we go. words, and it did involve a color. Yes. So nice work. Thank you. So uh, yeah. that that employ I employed the XCOM red herring strategy. Cool. We should all po also point out for people who haven't played that Overwatch is like a sit and shoot mechanism where you hide behind cover, and then if an enemy gets within a certain line of sight, you shoot at them yeah, and it can activates take you. them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, one of my absolute favorite strategies that I became a fan of was uh, my wife happened to be uh, an insanely good sniper yeah. on my team. And uh, especially... And she makes a really nice latte. She, she, she does. Yeah. Uh, uh, especially in the forest levels where there would be uh, leveled terrain and trees. Yeah. One of my favorite strategies was to avoid the main... Uh, Thoroughfare? Valley area. Right. Take all of my troops except uh, my wife's sniper mm -hmm. up one side. And my wife had cloak as well. So yeah. I'd move her down the right. And she would always be positioned directly in front of whatever the, the first line of my other troops were. And, but because she was cloaked and was only one, she would never trigger enemies, or rarely. Right. So the first time you'd get your surprise attack would usually be with the rest of those guys. And she would be in perfect flanking position every time. And she'd get a critical. <laughs> oh, critical and just destroy at least one guy right would off the bat. Would she have the plasma sniper rifle? Yep, That of course. thing is exceptionally good ridiculous. Ugh. Exceptionally good. All the plasma weapons are really fun. Yeah, and so like she, what whatever the one is where you can you can uh, boost critical hit. Uh, the headshot. Yeah, the headshot. Thing. Yeah. So she had that and the cloaking thing. So we'd just be like, I'd move her yeah. in position. She had ghost armor. Did yep. she have ghost yep. armor too? Oh, Which, so whichever great. guy was the most powerful, he'd yeah. get the the headshot bonus, yeah. and it was like, oh, he was always dead. He was almost, always dead. Yeah, almost every time. Unless it was a sectopod. Yeah, and then or those whatever those discs were the the alien discs. You that, can take them out now. Oh really? Yeah. They're really hard. It's, well, 
if they're in disc mode, not too bad. By the way, talking about like the creepiest fucking like design of all out of all of the things that they made, the disc that turns into the horror machine. Yeah, it just is unfolds. One of, the, one of the one of the creepiest things they've done. Yeah, and like he's he he unfolds into this weird robot thing and then like flips around and fires grenades out of his tail. It's hard to describe, but fortunately we have a notes section. Yeah, we'll put a notes in there. We'll we'll put a video of what these guys can do if you had your uh, troops too close together behind a vehicle, for example. God that happened to me almost every time he'd fire that grenade i had three guys behind the same vehicle all disintegrated yeah <laughs> yeah not fun yeah the vehicles were took a while to be able to, to realize because vehicles can blow up and hurt your guys in the game oh my god why am i yawning so much this is a problem probably because you're tired of this podcast i'm fucking so tired of this podcast that i'm just yawning in it um uh you had to get used to the fact that vehicles were a weapon mm-hmm. and that they generally weren't good to be behind and then whenever you got comfortable enough and you completely forgot about it, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, kaboom, and one of you guys down and critical. Yep. And you're like, oh, fuck vehicles. You're the worst. Yeah, they did. The, it was the perfect uh, balance uh, there where the first time you hit a vehicle and do damage on it, it like the windows blow out and there's like a, a tiny amount of splash damage that will hit your guys. Uh, and then it will catch fire. And I'm pretty sure it was two turns. So two turns later it will explode. And if you're near that vehicle when it explodes, then there's like a crazy amount of damage that happens to you. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting that they picked two turns. Because... Uh, it could be one turn. Oh, it was random? Uh, no. It, it might. They might have just fixed that, but it, it's like if it's cars on fire, it generally will blow up the next turn if you get a turn. Okay. So for me, what I what I had recalled was that it was always two turns. And so every once in a while, you would, you would not move that first turn because you'd be like, well, I've got one extra turn, so I'll... I'll you know, I've got a good If you include the here. enemy turn, then yeah, it was two turns. Yeah. So every once in a while, if you did that, if you kept your guy there and made a move that you really wanted, then sometimes you would forget that you, <laughs> you yeah. left him there. And yeah. then on turn two, you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. It always just surprises you. It creeps up on you. It does. Vehicles. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Was the, the plot of this was that these aliens were essentially searching for the best being to take over? You Yeah. Like, like they, and they found, they thought Earth was it. They actually evolved Earthlings slowly. I don't know, because they were taking people away. Right, but essentially, because they wanted to increase the evolution, because they yes. were disappointed in how, in the speed. I believe so. Um, I believe they liked the planet, but they didn't like the people. No, they liked the people because they tried to make their, they, apparently they contributed to the evolution of man over time. Mm-hmm. And then we got just fucking tired of waiting and, and just went for it. Yeah. We're taking you home with us. Yeah. We're going to speed this up a bit. Yeah. And we've yeah. got four arms. <laughs> totally. Which, just like a character from Monsters University. Mm-hmm. They were great. Ethereals. So I'm I'm a little bit far removed from this game, but I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to be critical and trying to think of where the things that sucked about this game. Terror missions sucked. Well, I didn't have that in my game, so. They were in the first game. Terror missions are the one you rescue all the people. Oh, and yeah. then they usually put in the hardest fucking guys those, in there. Those didn't suck. They were just really hard. That, I mean, yeah. And, uh, I mean, as far as I was concerned, they weren't really... I'm sure they weren't that much harder than the other ones I was did you ever playing. get a really? Did you ever get an excellent score in that for saving people? Totally. I got excellent scores a lot of the time. For, no, but like all the way down all ex- excellent? Yes. Like you rescued a large amount of people? Almost every mission I tried to get excellent on everything. Man, I just did not do that. Hmm. Yeah, I do that. What is that? I think that's my wife. 
Is she a sniper too? No, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. Maybe not the time. Say hello to the podcast listeners, though. Definitely later. My wife was turning on the laundry, which is right outside the door of my studio in the El Studiante. Yeah. And uh, and I opened the door to find her frozen with a look of horror on her face. Which we'll put in the notes section. <laughs> right. All right. We'll take a picture of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So with that distraction out of the way, uh, what else? Is there anything we're forgetting? Let's see. Here's one thing that I can tell you. Uh, again, I, I've only loaded up the game and I played multiplayer with you. Uh, I can tell you definitively that the game looks exceptionally better on pc however it didn't look bad on xbox 360 no it doesn't look significantly different if i look at screenshots just a higher resolution right yeah it's i mean it looks really good on pc well here's the deal matt all things look really good on pc and i've been telling you that for fucking months no no no. i know that right but usually it's more than just you know, it down, down sampled textures. I do have something negative to say about the game. Oh, good. What is Fucking it? Fucking multiplayer it was just like the worst to set up. That was. It was. was. It was really confusing, and 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 then even worse, they expect you to know the name of the powers. Yeah, <laughs> some of them that you've never used before. Right, right, and it was just like I have no idea what's going on here. Furthermore, I I played uh the with I played within. Yeah. with you yeah and so there were like weapons and shit in there i didn't know i was like what is this stuff armor i've never heard of i was like i don't yeah. know what this is yeah um i did figure out how you can get info on those things there's like a little hidden icon oh really yeah you can have you have to like move over them and select them and then press a button and it'll give you more information about it but what's funny is uh matt because when i played him multiplayer i hadn't actually gone through much of the game um or gotten to the point where i'd gotten really good stuff and so I had, it, but I figured out how to add six squad members. And, yeah. I, and how the, the thing is, Matt did not figure that out, but knew enough about the game to put his, all his, the stuff on his characters. Yeah. To put all the stuff. And he just completely destroyed me. Just wiped me out. I think I barely put a dent in you. No, you had one of my, I had to heal one of my soldiers once. Right. But it was so funny because he, he took two people and just wiped the map with me. <laughs> just like, just like it was, and it was so difficult to set up uh it was just so convoluted to set up that's a better way to put it yeah they didn't explain that whole point system very well i, no. I thought i was just spending i was like well, how come i can buy whatever i want for these soldiers right, it's right, weird right. and then i got oh i get it you have a certain yeah. amount of point yeah blah 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 also it broke on us it just crashed it did it stopped working uh enemy within has uh, has uh is buggy it's buggier hmm. than the original i had the game crash on me after the tutorial which you had too mm-hmm and I had I, that crash. And then I actually had it crash uh, just at the end of a mission, which was like, oh, well, thank God I saved pretty religiously because that would be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. Not a game that you want save glitches. No. In. No. No. It's not a game that you want to. Yeah. No. You, you have to save almost every mission. Yeah. You I'd actually have a two, couple times. two running saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, one would be the mission save where if I did good, I would progressively override it. And one would be the base save from before the mission. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if they have this on PC. I haven't looked yet, but on 360, they had an optional auto save slot, which would just save the last move from time to time. If something happened. Yeah. 
it really sucked when you're, I mean, it didn't help you when your guys got killed because right. when your guy got killed, immediate autosave. And right. it was like, fuck. Uh, especially in classic mode, actually. They do that intentionally. Yeah, yeah. So you can't go backwards. But um, yeah, I did this. So I, I pretty much had like a three-pronged approach, which was here's before I started the mission, here's a successful mission. And then if nobody got killed, here's something relatively close to something good. That's <laughs> in the middle of the mission. Yeah, it's so weird because it's like this entire management system that uh just around your save games yeah but there's yeah, a strategy yeah, just in saving yeah, your game yeah. it's so good <laughs> and there's so many different combinations and uh, like it's a game that you said you want to play again which is so rare oh totally i don't i don't play games more than once these days yeah ever um can what's the last game you played more than once can you remember well to your point like there's a like i play civilization 5 ongoing right like i play it every once in a while yeah um the last game I played through twice. Hmm. That's hard. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I can't think of a single Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 game that I played twice. Dead Space? No, nope, didn't 3. get that far. I started playing it again, but I stopped. Didn't and you, it was Dead I Space 2. I thought you 2. played through as the single player on Dead Space 3, and then we played it multiplayer. Yeah, that's the one that oh, we played yeah, twice. Oh, yeah, co-op. Yeah. 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 God, I wish that one didn't count. That was, that was so bad. It wasn't. It, it wasn't terrible. It's pretty bad. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't as no, great as two. It wasn't one. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't great like XCOM's great. Yeah. If we haven't said great enough in this podcast, XCOM's great. Great. Yeah, it was my favorite game of some year, not the year it came out, because according to Kenny, I didn't play it that year. Two thousand twelve. Okay, so it came out in very the very end of two thousand twelve. Right. That's when you played it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So it came out in the very end of 2011. No, November, it came out at the very end of 2012, and oh. that's when you played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 2014. Yeah. Right, yep. right. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. That, it was my definitely my favorite game of the year. It was exceptional in all the ways that I think games should be exceptional. Yeah, if I didn't love... I, 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 would, I would give it my game of the year, but I guess it would be 2014 based on my rule system that I invented. Yeah, so that's only February. And there's a ton of games coming out this there year. There really are. Games that I've been looking forward to for years. Games that I can't wait to not podcast about with you, okay? Games that we will never talk about. Ever. Ever. Ever again. We'll actually have to talk like people now. Mm-hmm. And with that bombshell. And on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, the final outro of the Chips and Bits podcast. Uh, thank you for being with us, the few of you that have been with us since the beginning. Yeah, that's been really nice. It has been really nice, except the having to deal with Kenny part. But, you know, I've learned a lot. Yeah. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thanks. We love video games. Um, we love, love you too. You. Uh, Wait, me? Do you love me too? I love you too. Thank you. Uh, just Kenny doesn't love video games enough to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Pack your bags, everybody. But thanks again. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode. Like the rest, uh, I have been your host, Matthew Anderson, and I'll let Mr. Mr. Myers sign himself out. And I have also been your host. Uh, you're much taller and spirit handsomer host uh kenny myers and this is goodbye and thanks for listening goodbye delicatus